Welcome to Women's Masturbate, episode 3. Today we will be talking about periods. Today we're going to be discussing periods and we have the wonderful Kat Savage from the Brave Moment podcast. She's a clinical hypnotherapist working with artists and her website is copingtomastery.org. So we're going to start the podcast with me reading an, F, uh, an extract from my diary when I was 14 years old, which is when I started my period. And all it says what it says, I've just started my period. It's the winter of 1987 and I've got no boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 14 and a half and I have a small amount of pubic hair. <laughs> I'm one meter 61 and I'm size six. <laughs> and then it says, since Saturday, I've been using tampons. They're really, really cozy, you know. <laughs> it should be mentioned that you're um, translating from Dutch. Oh, yeah, I am translating my diaries in Dutch because I was brought up in Holland. And there's um, lots of beautiful illustrations. Illustrations. Of the way that Sarah liked where her pubic hair was. Yeah. And how she'd like to wear her hair. Not her pubic hair, I should say. <laughs> her hair on her head. It's very cute. Yeah. But I can tell you, so when I actually started my period, I was at, in a dance show mm-hmm. wearing a, an all-in-one um, leotard. So it was a bit awkward. But luckily there was a really nice mum there. And I think she gave me some kind of really small... Um, sanitary not even a sanitary towel you know like a what are those things called those are really thin ones panty liners oh yeah yeah. and uh, and I managed okay and I didn't tell my mum at all for the first month <laughs> and then um, the second month I, th- I needed the stuff so I kind of gingerly went downstairs and I said mum mum I think I've started my period and then these things these items appeared on my bed and that was it and and had you had the conversation with your mum before? No, I had a book. A book? That had, like, pictures of... So a book, like... A, a puberty Mysteriously book. appeared in your room? Or, yeah. Yeah. It mysteriously appeared in my room, and, and that was it. And I had little... I think I may, I remember feeling maybe a bit faint during my period, and they lasted quite a long time compared to now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. So it was... Yeah, pretty straightforward, really, and no real issues of starting my periods, apart from I was kind of made to think it was just, you just get on with it. Yeah. And, uh, and that, but and that there's was... A, but you were embarrassed about talking to your mum already at that yeah. point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, there was absolutely no conversation to be had about that whatsoever. Yeah. I just kind of got on with it. So what about you, Kat? Wow. My period was an event, I <laughs> think, way to put it. So uh, I was 11 years old. Um, I'd just won the Young Ecologist of the Year Award and was wow. presented an award by the wonderful uh, Helen Sharman, who's an astronaut. And two weeks later, after this particular award and feeling very grown up, um, we, were, we were going out to Florida for a family holiday to watch her go up in the, in the rocket. And uh, we all stood outside on our family holiday, watching the rocket go up into space. And I felt something happening and I could feel that the, the pulling sensation that you get when you when you come on. And then all of a sudden 
I knew it was happening. And my dad was the nearest adult to me at the time. <laughs> I can remember just tagging on his T-shirt going, Dad, I think I've just started my period. And my dad, who's quite a conservative gentleman, he's a financial advisor, um, turned and went, oh, oh, right, right, okay, okay, let's, let's get you into the house and, and, and we'll buy you some stuff and da-da-da-da. Anyway, we bought the stuff and everything and then dad went back out onto the street in the middle of Florida and went, my daughter's become a woman! <laughs> to which I excruciatingly, embarrassingly just hung my head in shame going, dad, dad, oh my God. But at the same time, I also felt really quite grown up. I was like, oh, I'm suddenly this grown up. And that was, again, thanks to a book. Um, my book, however, was Judy Bloom's Hello God, It's Me, Margaret. Oh, I love that book. <laughs> and it was brilliant. And I just learned about periods from this book. And we'd only just really touched about it in school. Because you so, were quite young, really. I, yeah, I was 11. And my mum was even younger when she started. She was nine. Um, nine. So we were, we were quite early starters yeah, in our family. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the mysterious items cracked me up when you were talking about that on the bed because unlike you with your lovely slim panty liners, these mattresses appeared on my <laughs> bed. And my mum was like, oh, you, you, you can have some of mine, you can have some of mine, da da da. And, uh, and they were thick. I mean, they were... Uncomfortable. They were, like, wallet thick. It was like, like having like a surfboard. Yeah. It was like, like having a surfboard yes, between your legs. Yes, and rigid. <laughs> I mean, oh, I did that's think... Why, that's why the surfboard. I, I, I do remember those. They were, they were something I'd, I'd just never even imagined existing. Was that before wings? That was before wings, yeah. yeah. So I suppose they had to be quite rigid to stay in place. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, needless to say, tampons were a quick way forward for me because you know, yeah. I was embarrassed that people would be able to see yeah, this massive nappy yeah. shape underneath my skirt. But do you remember that going into school and kind of looking behind you the whole time? Yes. Thinking yeah. Either they could see that you've got a pad or you're leaking. Yeah. And then going to the toilet and really carefully pulling the pad off your pants because yes. you didn't want anyone else to hear exactly <laughs> oh exactly the yeah. same and, yeah. we're, and it's mad isn't it because we're all experiencing it yeah and yet we're all so embarrassed and ashamed of yeah oh, we've yeah. got a period yeah I, I remember at kind of 12 13 thinking i was infertile because <laughs> i was i never had a period you know because yeah. everyone else had started mm. and i was so late yeah I was at a, at a girls' school, and uh, and weirdly, I mean, we were all syncing up. Like the syncing up thing is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. nearly we're every talk girl, about that later. Yeah, yeah, nearly every girl in our class, we we all were coming on at the same time. But you know, it was a crazy, crazy time. Wow. How about you, Leanne? When did you start? So I was, I think, about twelve and a half, um, and I was a national swimmer. Oh. So it just happened to be at a really important gala, like just before a final. Um, and it was like a big race and yeah, I went to the toilet and there's the blood and I was like, fuck. And so yeah, I went to my mum and she gave me a tampon and luckily, or not, you know, luckily I was a masturbating freak at about 12. (laughs) So I knew where my vagina was, but I know a lot of, you know, I've sat with friends and had to explain where you insert a tampon because they hadn't played themselves and didn't know where anything was. But so I, I was quite easy to slip slip the tampon in so I went straight to tampons which is not normal really for most people most most women I know or girls you know ladies do the do the sanitary towels first and then go on to the tampons yeah god it took me days to learn how to use a tampon with a friend outside the outside the bathroom I did that with many of my friends put your foot on the bar leg up feel around yeah yeah Yeah. don't put it up your (laughs) arsehole yeah 
This is a clean podcast. I said asshole. What's wrong with that? Well, it's quite rude. Is it? What would I you think... call it? Anus. Well, we just don't have to mention those areas. I, don't think. <laughs> I can remember just... my friend Penny. She was the one that helped me, actually, because mum, mum and me didn't really talk about tampons. We were straight in with those mattress sanitary towels. And uh, it wasn't until I was having one of those secret conversations where you open up to your friends about the people that you fancy and stuff that we ended up talking about it. And I asked her, I went, do you use tampons? Because she was quite mature for her age. And she was like, yes, of course I use tampons. Why don't you? And I was like, no, I don't know how. So uh, she, yeah, she was guiding me, like you yeah. said, yeah, like outside, outside the, bathroom the girls' door. toilets. Yeah. Going, yeah. Just push it. I was like, it's getting stuck. She's like, try and bend it backing up a little bit. <laughs> so, and it wasn't until she said that magic backing up thing that I understood where it had to go. Because I think for like the first one, I, I was like barely up there at all. It was just half hanging out. I was like, I'm sure this isn't right, Penny. She's like, back it up. But um, yeah, good old Penny. Well, and also the whole Tampax thing. In Holland, Tampax, because I was brought up in Holland. And uh, it's all about the kind of the normal like little tampon things tampax is not really used so when i came to the uk um and went to school here and i could get tampax from tampax being the applicator yeah with the applicator thing yeah and i couldn't get that to work at all i mean i always ended up with them halfway out so i i ditched that i was a lilette's girl yeah me too yeah Yeah, me too um so let's talk about this kind of generation now and um how leanne and i perhaps have dealt with that in our own households so leanne gave me the idea and i'll let leanne talk about the box the box (laughs) yeah well basically so my kind of experience what i didn't say although my mum was really open about talking about periods and stuff it was kind of seen as the curse and um (laughs) it was kind of you know like even up to even though I talk open now on how I want my kids to be happy about the fact that they bleed and something to be celebrated, because um, we all live together. When I went down and told her that one of my daughters had started their period, she was like, "Oh no, poor thing, that's it now for <laughs> the next you know forty fifty years type thing." And um, and my mum's so cool, like she's like lovely, but this there is like this. So many women just think that it's this awful, terrible thing. I know for some women it is. It is an awful time, you know, for lots of women. But there's also kind of that whole connection with the cycle and being part of nature. So anyway, I just wanted to celebrate the fact that when my girls started their periods, having three of them. So I thought what would be really nice is to have a beautiful box full of beautiful things. And so um, I put in, you know, some chocolates and... Um, lots of different toiletries and little book and um, what else we put in there? Lots of different things. Bubble bath. Bubble bath. Yeah. I put some underwear in. Yeah. And just and I put a menstrual cup in. Yeah. Sanitary wear. Not that. Uh, not that I expected her to use no, it straight away. And reusable sanitary towels I put in there. Yeah. 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 Lots of different. I stole the idea off you, of course. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I had I had the box there for a few years. Yeah, because yeah. I obviously didn't know when when the moment was going to be. But yeah, it was gratefully received. Yeah, and it just makes it a special thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Rather than than being this like scary experience or something that you don't want to talk about. 
Yeah. And the other thing that I gave my daughter kind of a few years before any of it started was a book, again, that Leanne recommended called The Moon's Gift, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful book written very much about the moon and yeah. gives lots of information. Um, and it's not it wasn't so clinical. I felt it was... Yeah, and it kind of got slung into the corner of the bedroom mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and ignored, but I think secretly, hopefully, was read. Yep. Um, and then passed on. Aww. It's yeah. lovely to have a, a more holistic approach to it as well, as opposed to just a very regimented, clinical, okay, you're a woman now, you know, get on with it yeah. thing. To, to yeah. make it an actual celebration, I think, is such a beautiful idea i wish i had a girl's box when i came yeah. on instead of the mattress collection on top of the bed. <laughs> but also to understand to understand it more and to and to talk about it yeah. openly with your parents yeah and to be more i mean i didn't know really about a moon or menstrual cup and so what probably, do you use now what do you so do? i use reusable sanitary towels mainly P- pussy pads yeah should we give a little link for leone <laughs> yeah Pussy, the best. Is it pussypads.com? Probably. Know. But if you look up, yeah, pussypads, Leone. Yeah, really beautiful and beautiful fabrics and really comfortable. So I use those and a moon cup. I'm with you with the, with the uh, reusable uh, sanitary wear. It's so cool, isn't it? Like yeah. the fabrics. Because you just don't get that in the, in supermarkets with, yeah. with the dis- disposable ones. But with, uh, with pussypads or, or any kind of uh, non, you know throw away things like you can have real snazzy patterns and stuff and now i get quite excited to go oh which pattern am i going to use today i know i'll have the boat one today star one tomorrow and i get really excited about it it's so much more comfortable it was an eye-opener for me breathable yeah breathable and and they don't like you know if you've got thighs that meet together they don't chafe like and they're really absorbent Mm. and you just soak them in a bit of stuff in the in the sink and then straight in the washing machine and, and you save loads of money yeah and you save the environment as exactly. well exactly yeah. yeah no it's good and yeah. moon cup but i mean i haven't had a period for probably about five months now but moon cup is my my go-to and i've been using moon cup for about 15 years now and you sleep in it as well don't you i do sleep in it i know you're not meant to but i couldn't use my periods aren't that heavy though mm. i have a day that's reasonably heavy um and I'll have to change it every so often, but then, then it's absolutely fine. You're so lucky. And I've had like carry. <laughs> <laughs> my first experience with a moon cup was a literally a bloodbath. Oh, right. Yeah. I tried so to take it out, out for the first just time. It just went everywhere. Yeah. I'm really heavy, so for me, unfortunately, the moon cup it's didn't quite thing. cut it. But no. I, you know, I wish that it had worked because yeah. it was quite expensive to buy. Well, they're, they're about twenty quid. <laughs> yeah, aren't yeah. They? But yeah. you think in fifteen years I've had three moon cups. Yeah. So I spent sixty pound in total. And the only reason I've had three is because I boiled them to dry. So Ooh, it's a good boil tip. them to clean so to clean it, but I've left it on and forgotten about it and come back <laughs> to a burning moon cup. I've done that twice. Yeah, because <laughs> you wouldn't need to buy another one. No, once like you've got one, I that's mean, it. Just like soft, yeah, soft skin So I did use one, but. I've got the issue that my um, room faces backwards, right? And so I did have a few issues with it, kind Trying of. Trying to set it. Yeah. yeah. So and you have to, and so it has to go quite low. Yeah. So it's not always it's ideal, for me, but it's you know it's fine. I love my ring cup. It's fine, <laughs> but there's also these days there's kind of the underwear that so it's a bit like the reusable oh, yeah. um, sanitary towels. Have you tried but that? It's underwear. No, Ooh, I, I have I seen. I haven't even heard. They, of these. I have got so 
uh, one of my children's got swimwear yeah. that I bought when we went on holiday last year because I obviously every moment I thought it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I bet you it's going to happen when we're on holiday and then she won't be able to go in the pool for a week. So I got this swimwear and that's really good. Yeah, I have um, heard about the pants. I haven't heard about swimwear. Yeah, no, swimwear. I do know someone that wears the pants and says they're really good. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're particularly good if you have a child with um, kind of sensory or kind of special needs. So it makes, makes it much easier yeah. for them to, to manage. Um, yeah, so there's that. And I actually did use kind of organic tampons for a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. That's probably for me better than the moon cut. Yeah. Um, but then, and then the reusable pads. Yeah, because it is. I mean, I like the ease of the moon cut, and it's out the way. But there is the the kind of thinking that it is actually better for you to properly bleed out. Yeah. And into something. Really. Apparently, yeah. Because yeah. it's not natural, really, is it, to hold it up there and not actually allow it? Because it, then it completely cleans the vagina and everything. Yeah, I guess all, so. it's all about purification, isn't it? It's mm. purifying the body. Yeah, it does feel like that as well when you're going through it. It's quite an emotional journey, isn't it? And also, it's quite a spiritual one because yeah. when you first come on those first couple of days, I mean, you know, for me personally, I I can't move. I can't do anything, and it feels mm. like I'm really almost rebirthing myself at that moment. And then by day three, it feels like a massive cleanse. Yeah, and you just get that relief of everything leaving your body and instead of seeing it as like a horrible curse as your yes. mum would say um for me it's it's a massive release and i find not only just from a physical sort of blood release but it's an emotional one as well like so much goes away with your periods yeah um definitely. and gives you a clearer head at the end of it and i think a lot of women because we work through our periods we don't give ourselves that emotional and spiritual space yeah well it was a, a game changer for me when i learned about how the cycle is a reflection of the four seasons so winter being your time when you're bleeding, so your time to be hibernating and staying in and doing very little and kind of going within. And then as you come out of that into spring, having more energy, going up to summer when you're ovulating and then autumn then being the time you're kind of letting everything go, which often the time when if you are going to get sort of PMT type stuff, that's the time, isn't it? When you're I in love autumn. that. Yeah. I love that analogy. That's yeah. awesome. And then back into winter again. And when I, when I learnt that I, and um, really... I think the most important one for me was that the winter, the bleed, because it kind of fed the narrative, especially through um, the adverts on television, that, you know, don't let your period stop you doing anything, you know, carry mm. on as normal. Rock climbing, abseiling. Yeah, body yeah. form adverts, isn't it? And, yeah, you know, their <laughs> slogans, like, um, no blood should hold us back, live fearless. Like, you know, you've got a honeybee in your hair. <clears throat> and, yeah, yeah body form, although, you know have over the years had some awful slogans they have like for instance not they didn't want to mention the word vagina or actually it's vulva isn't it it's vulva is the whole area of vagina just the canal but lots of people call it the vagina they didn't want to mention that so they called it the v zone at one point it sounds like a war zone doesn't it it it? (laughs) sounds like an adult soft play area is what it sounds like the v zone But, but also, then, though, the, the later advert... But the latest advert is really good. The latest well, advert... I, well, I, well mean, I like it. I well, know it's a bit extreme. I think it's quite extreme. And if you've well, got... it the Get Him Up There Girls one? No, no it's no, like that's... really kind of like burning... Um, it goes into like endometriosis, endometriosis and, and the kind of comp- 
how everybody has different periods. So, yeah. some people, so, so that is our, good. Their slogan for this one was, it's never simple, and then let our womb stories be heard. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I really like it. And that's the latest one, and it, it is really good. Well, it is, but I think but if you were dark. 11 or 12 years old, you'd yeah, look at that because there's aimed. like burning kind of ovaries and... Ooh. It's quite oh, yeah. extreme. And women, <laughs> women like on toilet floors, like like dying, you know, kind of like ro- rocking like this. And I think if you were young and but it is a reflection yeah, of what does happen to some women. That's the thing. And yeah, I know, but you don't want the youth to be too scared to start with, perhaps. But yeah, no, I <laughs> yeah, I do get that. I do get that. But yeah. So how long is your cycle cut? Um. So I come on with the moon first of all. So I yep. should probably say that. Um. I'm very very cyclical with the moon. Uh, and then it's very, very heavy for two or three days um, to the point where I have to change myself every couple of hours. It, it's that heavy. Uh, and then it lasts for about six days. So by by day six, I'm in the brown zone, as a, as my mum likes to call it. She's like, you're in the brown zone yet? I'm like, oh, God, mum, mum, shut up, shut up. She'll say that quite like openly at the dinner table as well with, like, you know, dad and the my brothers and stuff around I'm like yeah um yeah so it's about six days and then by day seven I'm I'm spotting and how long is the whole cycle then is it like 28 days then for me yeah I mean like I said I go with the moon so uh if there's a super moon for instance then I could come on a week or two early it just depends it like literally I'm so with the moon um and and if there's a couple of crazy moons uh in you know space of three or four months it can really rock my cycle back and forth so yeah i'm I'm really regular and i'm i'm with the moon completely and what about you leanne um i am really regular now i wasn't for a long time definitely and i think with each child i've had they've got more regular and the same I, i tend to bleed around the new moon um obviously ovulate the full moon and they're not so, yeah i'm really lucky they're not they're not particularly heavy i bleed for a baby like heavy for on day two and like a little bit of day one heavy day two and then three four days that's it done oh so lucky so oh, about, no. again about a 28 kind of day ish cycle yeah what about you well you're, you're so, on to the perimenopause i'm, I'm on to the next stage but my cycle is always really short mm. um so my cycle is often only kind of you know 25 days so quite short mm. and at the time when i was kind of in that zone i was not really aware of when i you know whether, whether i was with the moon or not um so i didn't I didn't really know that, but what did happen to me, and, and I, again, I didn't have particularly heavy periods, but what I did have was either had a migraine before the period, or, and then it kind of changed to a migraine on the first day. Um, and then, so I did kind of get that kind of migraine thing going on. Mm. I have a change in discharge, actually. So even if, I, if I've become irregular for any reason, um, then I will know when I'm about to come on about 24 hours before my discharge changes so yeah. it becomes a bit more liquid um which a lot of people don't take notice of maybe yeah. because they're too busy or whatever um but because again i don't use any contraception yeah so i'm really really aware of that com- that complete cycle so yeah. i know within 24 hours oh my discharge changed i know i'm going to come on you know within hours of that yeah that i've change. never noticed that before my period but i've noticed when i'm ovulating my 
discharge changes. It's really, yeah, feel. it's something we don't talk about, but yeah. it's, it's really it's obvious. It's probably quite a long time ago for me, because I'm 47, so that boat has passed. No, <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I'm probably... Do you miss it? I know that's a really weird question. Well, so, to st- so when I, so it kind of, st- I started getting periods more kind of close together, and then, um, and then they got really irregular, and they got more and more spaced apart, and I remember the anticipation of when it was going to happen so I was really happy when I'd have one I'm like <laughs> yes I'm still fertile woo <laughs> um, and I really like that so Kat have your periods always been heavy yeah I mean I've always always had a very very heavy period however uh, back in 2007 uh, my periods did get even heavier mm-hmm. than they w- were already and um, I knew intuitively at that point that something wasn't quite right with my body so I went for a smear test yeah and came out literally within hours with a phone call saying you need to come straight back in again you've got cervical cancer um so I I went in the next day had my cervix removed um and from that point on my periods you know even if it's not even related to the actual surgery itself have got even heavier than they were before. Mm. So like I said earlier in the show, um, I have to change myself every couple of hours, uh, especially on the first couple of days. Um, yeah, I mean, it's So they're really painful, are they? Oh, so painful. Like, I'm, I'm incapacitated. So, so what do you do for pain relief? Um, not as much as I should. I mean, I take medication. Um, I couldn't get through those first couple of days without it, I don't think, because the pain is so intense that I can't even think straight. Um, so I use medication, um, really, really intense ibuprofen, um, hot water bottles, and mainly just staying still, which sounds like a really ridiculous thing, but staying still and breathing. So I do a lot of breath work anyway, do a lot of kind of Tai Chi and stuff like that. Um, but breathing for me and self-hypnosis being that it's my trade is the thing that, that gets me through it. Mm. But how about you? Well, I've only had one really heavy period and I happen to have had a acupuncture appointment which was unrelated to the period <laughs> pain and he just put a load of needles in around the womb area and it just took it away. It was amazing. Wow. And so um yeah, it was it was and then it kind of went away and that that, that was the last time but I I used to occasionally get backache. Yeah, backache's you know, a thing. A, lower a backache. Yeah, lower backache. But again, I it this is kind of going back in uh, back in time quite a lot. <laughs> um, I don't I don't really get I just have that pulling sensation. That's all I get. Yeah, I'm very I, lucky. Yeah. But so what do you do about work? Because that must be I take it off now. Yeah. Um I I've got better at saying no to things, um, which which I had to learn really, because when you're younger you feel like you can't say no to work and you feel like you're obligated to be there during that time. Um, However, anybody that's worked with me in the past will know that that is so the wrong thing that I should have been doing (laughs) at that time. So I used to end up making excuses. I used to call in sick. Um, I I would say I'm stuck in traffic. Like I would make so many excuses not to come in on those days. Um, And it wasn't until I sort of owned my period and went, you know what? I'm just going to own it as a woman and just say, no, you know what? I'm on my period and I can't work in this time frame. I'm sorry, but I can't be there today. Because it's no different from having a really bad migraine or right. vomiting. It's so bad. bad. Or, yeah. You know, I mean, it's so bad that it's... Yeah. Yeah. And people don't understand that. No. And, you know, we were saying uh, about the workplace being still a very male-dominated yeah. place. 
um, and, and not really having space for women to have their periods and, and that working respite. Yeah, men don't get it. They, they really, I think they think it's, we're playing on it, aren't we? That mm. it's an excuse to get away with not doing as much as them. Well, it's a joke, isn't and it? People yeah. people say, oh, she must be on her period or she's clearly yeah. got premenstrual tension, but it isn't a joke at all. No, no. I mean, some people are very, very um, sick with that kind of premenstrual tension, aren't they? I mean, mm. I've got, I know a couple of people with premenstrual dysphoric dis was it called premenstrual dysphoric dysfunction dys, dysphoria dys, dysphoria which is pmt but really really bad <coughs> um and uh it, it is definitely not mm. a joke and that pmt bit going back to the seasons is the autumn where you're meant to be letting go and actually it is the perfect time you know those things that you haven't said during your cycle are going to come out at that time. So even, <laughs> they you know, totally do. And they do, they? don't they? <laughs> and it's so important to do it because we kind of would normally just be holding stuff in, holding stuff in, getting on like we do, you know, just get on, head down, carry on as normal. But then, you know, the, the hormones are there to actually make you say stuff and change things in your life that aren't working. And so, yeah, you know, it, it's ultimate, you know, if, if somebody said something to me that's pissed me off and it might be during the PMT time, but you're... The reason I'm saying to you because you have actually pissed me off, <laughs> and you, and you need to make a change of what you're doing because it's not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can we talk about sinking? So, women living together, um, periods coming in at the same time. So yeah. we have that in this house. I know that it happens in happens your in, house. in your house yeah, in our whole village. In your whole, whole village, village of yeah. <laughs> and so they think that it's to do with pheromones and apparently if you're an alpha female everyone will follow your cycle um but i've looked into the kind of studies done scientific studies done and there's no scientific link yeah that's really interesting every time i run the goddess retreat without fail every single time it's been how many have we done now five something like that three four um i i come on my period every single time day one when once everyone all women get there no matter where I am my cycle. What's that about? It's your witchy powers. <laughs> it's collective women power coming together, I think. Yeah. It's very, very odd. Wow. Yeah, but it's interesting that you said that there's no actual science base, but then it happens everywhere. Yeah. You about it, women well, and, and the, thing, the thing that's difficult with the scientific papers is that so many women are taking hormonal contraception Yeah. that maybe it's hard to prove because they're kind of taking that kind of hormonal contraception which is interfering with their well, cycle. Well, it's not, you don't really get a real period then, do you? If you're no. taking the pill, it's a no, false exactly. period. And yeah. the same with the cord, isn't it? I think, I don't know that uh, much. Well, it stops you ovulating, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't really know. Oh, no, it makes your body think that there's already something in your womb. Yeah. And so you've not really got that connection. Yeah. yeah. But for women that aren't, that are on contraception or... Um, aren't bleeding anymore they can still follow that kind of season to keep yeah. or the with the moon so the new moon yeah. would be the equivalent of winter yeah and the full moon be equivalent of summer yeah and that if you want to be more in tune with nature and cycles you can still have that see but i i find that um quite a challenging thing because i was someone that didn't get on with uh oral contraception yeah. at all and half of that i mean Apart from the hormonal displacement for me, half of that was feeling out of sync with myself. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't feel right in in myself, and and so I came off, and and that was quite a difficult choice. Again, like you know, some women come on the pill, 
in my case, because I was so heavy and I just wanted to control it, um, but and it didn't work. But other people, I feel like sometimes they feel obligated to come onto the pill to stop their periods so that they can, you know, please their men or yeah. have less of a time with it sexually, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So I mean. Pfft, I, I've got a, a bit of a love-hate relationship with, with yeah. the pill and what it stands for and still stands for today. Yeah, and it does um, cause problems in the future as well, isn't it? There's been lots of studies to show there's a link with cancer and lots mm. of other things. There's a well, and, book and called um, The Period Repair Manual as well, especially for women that are dealing with, all kind, you know, whether getting pregnant or... Because if you're coming off the pill and mm. then you're trying to kickstart your hormones are working properly again so yeah the period repair manual by lara bryden she goes into details of things you can do for instance like diet and mm. taking supplements and all those kind of things that will help to regulate your periods in a natural way but also they now think that you know obviously plastic is really um high on the oh, kind yeah. of agenda they think the next thing is going to be hormones in the water yeah Kind of affecting wildlife and things I think like that's that. already happening. Yeah. yeah, and the meat. Yeah, I mean our main st- source of water, you know, from your tap, kind yeah. of source of water. How many times has that been recycled through people's bodies? Oh no, no, no. Yeah. This is it. But what I'm saying is, it hasn't. I haven't read it so much in the. Not that I read too many newspapers, but I haven't read it so much in the media. So it's, really al- it's definitely already happening. But I think it it's going to be the next thing that's going to be all over the newspapers kind of hope it is yeah so do i because that's another conversation and yeah and you know whether you're someone that appreciates the pill or doesn't i think it's important information for everyone to be aware of and do their own research well it's all about the environment isn't it precisely yeah lovely well it's been lovely having you on cat our final guest is alexander hofgartner so today we have alexandra hofgartner who is a multidiscipline artist a woman of many trades and skills Uh, She began her performance career as an exotic dancer touring the world's strip clubs. She then went on to study contemporary circus and physical theatre and has gone on to perform aerial, clown, cabaret and burlesque in a variety of international theatre venues. She's an artistic director of the Decadent Rabbit Cabaret. She co-produces the Ministry of Burlesque and has launched her new company, Sister Edge. Her work is funny, absurd, beautiful and aims to be thought-provoking. Her newest project, About Bloody Time, is about the stories of menstruation, her own personal ones and that of others. Using clown, dance, puppetry and audience participation, her project is forming a show and a hopeful movement in itself. Hi, Alex. (laughs) Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm good. I mean, I'm excited to. I'm excited to be talking. Yes. Yeah, it's brilliant to have you on here to talk about periods. So, if you could just start by um, telling us a little bit about your show and why why you think it's so important to be to be kind of getting this message out there. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, uh, about bloody time is a project that I've been working on for the last couple of years. Um, actually longer than that it's quite it's been quite a while but it's um it's about my own stories of menstruation Mm -hmm. and also sharing stories of of other people um who also bleed and um yeah I guess it's 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 been in quite a few different stages so I've worked interviewing different people on their experiences yeah um, of having periods of going through them, of them stopping, of them starting, um, and then going into my own own 
dark, deep stories about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and originally it was going to be a big group show yeah. with a big cast and inspired by all the cabaret shows that I've worked in. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I decided actually it felt like it needed to be, to start smaller, um, start smaller. So coming from me and being a solo project, yeah. Um, but, but incorporating other people's experiences into what I'm uh, physicalizing on, on stage. Um, and that was the plan. Um, yeah. And then, and then lockdown happened. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> um, why, so why is it so important to you? What kind of what, why you know you've become really passionate about this topic? What's kind of inspired that in particular? Yeah, I guess I found that when um, well, so for me, luckily I had a relatively positive experience of of having my first period and um, and and growing up with them, but it. What I found it really hard to understand was that it felt like nobody else really wanted to talk about it or or was able to um, feel comfortable listening to experiences of it. So, And it got me thinking, and as I dug a bit deeper, I was just like, this is something that no one's really talking about, and why are we still seeing adverts on TV uh, for sanitary products? but um, that have blue liquid instead of blood. And hearing all these stories about people who are missing school and not going to work and people who are dying, you know, it's like a massive (laughs) menstrual shame. It's a a huge thing and it's a huge problem and it's political and periods cost money and they're taxed. And yeah, it's, it's, it's big. And it feels like the more I unpick it, the more big it becomes yeah and the fact that it you know it affects you know around 50 percent of the population and yet it's yeah it's still a a taboo subject people are there's so much shame around talking about it for some reason not with everybody but with lots of people yeah I mean it's it is changing it has got better I think particularly over the last five years but it just feels like there's still so much work to do and I think one of the things about uh about the kind of shame element to it I've really explored in the work I was making um and uh that yeah there's kind of sections in the show where I'm basically talking about um (laughs) bleeding maybe being a bit like sneezing um except people seem to be a bit more okay with sneezing and using tissues um to blow their nose and and actually people people say bless you when you sneeze yeah (laughs) and so like I was doing this whole um sort of comparison with with what that was like if you were bleeding or if you were menstruating and yeah I kind of stick tampons up my nose and it all becomes (laughs) quite absurd and and um doing kind of puppetry with with um pads and yeah just kind of exploring the the silliness in it to I guess just to yeah open this up as more of a conversation yeah last year I did um in my show the decadent rabbit I used some of the material I've been working on for this longer show and I I put it into a five minute act and it ended up being a burlesque act where I come on stage as this 
really high status um, femme fatale character. Mm-hmm. And as I'm kind of taking off my shawl, I'm revealing that I'm actually holding a hot water bottle. And, and then as I'm taking more of my costume off, I reveal blood-stained pants and yeah. and then the finale is maybe I shouldn't be giving this all away but anyway I'll take <laughs> and the, the the finale is I I twirl tassels which are bloody tampons and and I pull a menstrual cup from out of my pants wow and seen as this you know celebrating this and addressing this and yeah just talking about it more <laughs> love it it yeah, it does sound amazing. So where where can people come see you perform? Well, sadly, at the moment, we uh, we are doing live shows. Um, where can they the find out more then, to, you know, so that they can find out when you are back performing? Do you have yeah, a website? Yeah, yeah. Or... So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, all my website, all under my name, Alexandra Hofgartner. Lovely. Um, Great. We'll get yeah I'm trying to keep things and I have been since lockdown um I have still been ticking away at this solo project and actually I'd really like to look at ways that I can stretch it out a bit more because I think for a long time it felt like okay when we come out of this things are going to return to how yeah. they were which obviously isn't quite the case anymore so I'm I'm interested in how I can move forward with this and look at collaborating with other people and yeah maybe some kind of outdoor performance yeah yeah yep it's all possible I mean it's all (laughs) I'd love to come and watch it yeah and also I think it's also really good for boys to come and watch that kind of thing I mean I think it all all starts it all starts with educating and at home and just talking about periods normally yeah, exactly. And I th- and I truly, truly believe that, you know, this is something that affects everybody in some way, shape or form. And whether that's yeah. because you don't want to hear about it or you get squeamish at the sight of blood, you know, all these things. It, it's like this is all stuff that we need to be talking about and just saying, oh, it's only for these people to talk about is 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 not how it should be. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on, Alex, and um, wish you all the luck. And hopefully, me and Sarah will get to come see you perform really soon. Cross fingers. Oh my God. Yeah, everything's right. crossed. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, then, Alex. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. If you like this episode, please do subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at women's underscore debate, Instagram, Women's Masturbate, all one word. Facebook, women, apostrophe S, separate word mass, separate word debate.